Early on in our marriage, um, before we had children, Chris and I received a, a Christmas present from a relative. Uh, maybe you can relate to this. Uh, we opened up the present and we, we looked inside the, the package and pulled aside the tissue paper. And I thought, huh, that's, that's, um, that's a big red ceramic parrot. <laughs> this isn't the actual one. The one we got was much, much more red. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I was looking at this thing and I, and I thought, why? Uh, and I wondered if my bride had harbored a, a deep affection for ceramic birds that I was heretofore unaware. Um, but the look on her face made it pretty clear that she was just as confused as me. We hung that parrot out on our front porch until sometime later when we had a yard sale. These things happen. Uh, and wouldn't you know, that was like the first thing to sell. I mean, apparently we were wrong. That was a beautiful, wonderful thing that somebody really wanted. It just wasn't us. Uh, it happens from time to time that we get presents or give presents, for that matter, that aren't really appreciated. They're not really wanted. And that's kind of been our theme over the last few weeks as we've looked at God's gifts that he gives during the Advent season. They're good gifts, but sometimes we don't fully understand the gifts. Or, or, or maybe we have a, a somewhat confused idea of what the gift actually is. And that's definitely true of, of the, the, the gift that we are, going to, we are going to discuss today, the gift of love. Uh, we've lit the fourth candle on the Advent wreath, the candle of love. Now, there are a lot of people who, who are quick to point out that the Christian faith is about love. After all, didn't Jesus say, a new command, I give you, love one another? Did he say that? Yes, yes, he did. And aren't we told to love our neighbors as ourselves? Yes, we are. And sometimes we're reminded of these things in a kind of an accusatory tone, uh, implying, rightly or wrongly, uh, that we're not as loving as we ought to be. Unfortunately, uh, it, it really rather seems that uh, um, this love that they are speaking of, when, when you really get to it and you listen to what they're saying, it really boils down to being nice. And being nice means we never confront, we never offend, we never challenge people's behaviors, their attitudes, or their beliefs. And honestly, if that's the definition of love that we're working with, we should be very clear. <laughs> Jesus wasn't very nice. And if you don't believe me, remember how I talked about read, that read the Bible challenge? Take some time and read the Gospels. Because he was constantly being not very nice with the Pharisees. Jesus is all about love. But he's not always nice. Now, that doesn't mean that you should take that and say, well, pastor said I can be a jerk. <laughs> I didn't say that. 
But at the same time, you know, sometimes with the way the world defines things, it's not the same thing as the way that the Bible talks about it. Jesus is not always nice because niceness is a stunted idea of what love actually is. Jesus also says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. He says the first and greatest command is to love God. Which helps us to understand why so many of the Psalms, especially Psalm 119, talk about loving God's commandments, his ways, his law, his precepts, his statutes, and his rules. When we love God, we begin to understand. We begin to believe that God loves us. And because God loves us, he tells us what it looks like to love him. And it looks a lot like you shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse my name. You shall come to worship. And he also shows what it looks like to to love our neighbors. And, And that looks like honoring our parents. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. And we learn that when we love our neighbor, the reality is we're loving God, whose idea it was to love our neighbor. That's love. Love is a beautiful gift from God. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient and love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It also says that love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, even as it bears all things, believes all things, and endures all things. It's when we love God that we actually begin to care about things like sin. The offense our actions can give to God. It's also when we love our neighbors that we genuinely care about sin and the harm that it does to them, whether that's our sin, the way it harms our neighbors, or their sin, the way it harms themselves. And notice, I'm not talking about merely being offended by someone's sin. People can get offended by anything and everything. I mean that when we love God, and when we love our neighbor, our sin and their sin become serious. They become a very important matter. In fact, they are a matter of life and death, of eternal life, eternal death. They become matters of heaven and hell. And we need to be clear. Our love as human beings, it's never going to be sufficient. Our love is always going to fall short. And that's not a cop-out, you know, well, my love's going to fall short, so I just won't do it. Uh, That's not what I'm saying either. It's just facing the facts. Our love will always be tainted. It's always going to fall short. It's never going to be pure because of our sin. And so to gaze at the candle of love today, we need to ask not just what kind of love we're talking about, but whose love does that candle point to? And it points to God's love. For God so loved the world that 
He gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's kind of at the heart of Christmas, isn't it? That's the gift that he's giving. Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his brother. Jesus embodied that, didn't he? That's what he came to do. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he gave his son, Jesus, to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Proverbs 10, verse 12 says, love covers all offenses. And that's what Jesus did for us. He covered up all of our offenses. He covers up all of our sin and he washes them away with his blood. This love is truly good news. It takes the pressure of of perfection off of us while inspiring, encouraging, and empowering us to love as we have been loved, to forgive as we have been forgiven, and to live a life that shows how, how God's love has impacted us. And that love is why John, in Elizabeth's womb, because babies can believe in the womb, uh, apparently, leaps for joy at the sound of Mary's voice. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, says, blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her from the Lord would take place, that Mary would give birth to the Savior of the world. And blessed are you who believe that God has loved you. That in love, Jesus covers up all of your offenses so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can love God and love your neighbor for Jesus' sake. Christmas is coming. Presents are are being picked, purchased, and prepared. What do you want for Christmas? God is giving love this year. Do you want it? Do you need it? He gives it through faith in Jesus, and he offers love to everyone who trusts in him. Amen.